Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about maximum malware analysis. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Christopher Krugel. He's the CEO of Lastline Incorporated. Christopher, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Tom, for having me. Pleasure to be here. Chris, when organizations typically perform malware analysis, what do you find that they commonly overlook? So, so basically, there are two things that I find uh, important or interesting. I think um, one limitation that we see is that uh, many organizations focus their analysis uh, of malware or their defense of malware in general on Windows programs. On one hand, of course, that makes sense because a lot of organizations do have Windows machines, but it does fail to consider uh, a large other portion of the vulnerability surface that exists with malware that is targeting, let's say, macOS machines or malware that is targeting mobile phones such as Android or uh, iOS platforms or um, attacks and malware that is not necessarily directly targeting Windows itself, but maybe browsers that are running on top of Windows. And as a second limitation uh, that we see is, is that that many organizations are not very well equipped with dealing the pro with the problem of um, what we call evasive malware, that is malware that is uh, specifically written to not only evade signature-based traditional antivirus detection, but also written specifically to target and evade sandboxes. Uh, these are you know, sort of the next generation behavior-based uh, analysis systems that don't look at how a malware looks like, but they look at uh, the behavior that a malware might exhibit. And, and for that, they run it in a monitored environment that is called a sandbox. And uh, when that malware is run, of course, the attackers have the chance to, well, potentially notice that they're being executed in a sandbox and as a result can do something about it and in particular hide their presence. And this hiding uh, of, of Malicious activity while you're being executed in a sandbox is called evasion. And it's, it's something uh, where we have noticed that organizations have gaps and they, uh, they don't really deal very well with um, evasive malware that specifically targeted the next generation of anti-malware anti products and, and, and solutions. What do you find is unique about analyzing some of the non-Windows operating systems? So I think there are a number of interesting and unique aspects around the non-Windows malware. One definitely is that unlike Windows malware that uh, you know, has to be uh, run in a sandbox because when you just look at it, there's very little you can do to, to understand its activities or behaviors. With some of the, the malware that is, is, is written for other platforms, we as the defenders actually have the ability to maybe do more than just run it, uh, run it and, and basically look for, for bad behaviors that it might exhibit. Especially when you look at, for example, Android malware, um, Android uh, applications that are malicious, then you, you can take advantage of the way these programs are written and the, the fact that it's, it's very difficult for attackers or essentially impossible to, to pack and hide code from being examined by static analysis. So, so we, can, we can use static analysis in addition to dynamic analysis to be able to understand code better, to understand code deeper, and to be able to understand if there is malice uh, present in these apps. So, so some of the, 
the unique aspects of, of the, the non-traditional, the non-Windows malware is that it, uh, it opens itself up for static analysis, which is a, you know, a, a different technique than dynamic analysis, which is essentially running it in a sandbox. Another interesting new part is when you look at malware, for example, on the, on the Mac OS X, on the, on the Apple platform, what we are seeing is a very interesting and very rapid evolution in this malware. You know, of course, we've seen Windows malware evolve over you know, essentially two, two, three decades. And we have seen maybe a year ago or, or 18 months ago, uh, the sophistication of, of um, Mac OS, uh, Apple malware to be very fairly low. Uh, the malware was not very sophisticated. It was, uh, was very simple and it, it, it almost reminded me and, and our reverse engineers of the Windows malware from 10 years ago. And, and what we've seen is, is a, it's a very rapid evolution and a very rapid innovation on the side of the attackers that we see on the Mac OS X side that really makes that malware catch up very rapidly with uh, what happened on the Windows side. And, and that really, I think, poses a, a unique challenge to a lot of analysis engines uh, that are um, trying to detect Mac malware and that really assume that it is essentially malware that is as simple as 10 years ago on the Windows platform. And now, given that rapid evolution, those, those solutions would have to catch up very quickly with the sophistication that we see on, on the Mac OS malware side. So I think the, a, a lot of folks might be in for, for a surprise when fairly simple, straightforward techniques that might have worked a few months ago um, suddenly no longer work. So we unfortunately see some, some very quick evolution, some quick learning there on the side of the attackers, and we need to be prepared for that. Christopher, you started to answer this, but I'd love to learn more. What else have you learned from your own malware analysis across multiple operating systems? Yeah, so, so definitely there's, uh, there is the catching up of, of sophistication on, on the macOS uh, side. So that's clearly one thing we, we have seen. I think, though, in general, we see attackers branching out to, to multiple vectors. It's no longer the case that they just consider Windows as the traditional entrance into an organization. The, the first step uh, you know, to, to start with a breach is to get into um, a Windows machine and then using it as a, as a stepping stone to launch attacks in, inside the network. So what we are seeing really is that attackers have, have begun to embrace that there are different uh, vectors, different vulnerabilities in different operating systems. And attackers, when they, um, when they stage their attacks, they can really make use of the fact that different platforms are vulnerable and so might sometimes use different exploits and different attacks for different systems in a campaign, which is, uh, which is really something that we might not have seen a few years ago. So Christopher, given what we've discussed here, how do you recommend that organizations now approach malware analysis to protect their entire enterprise? Yeah, so I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's very clear for me that uh, you need to make sure that you have um, a solution, a platform that is capable of looking at different attack vectors and, and giving you really deep insights into not only the Windows platform or malware written for the Windows platform, but for those maybe in the past considered secondary attack vectors, but vectors that really have elevated to first-class problems now. So when you look at a solution, when you try to defend your organization from 
from those threats that come across these different vectors, I think you really have to make sure that you have solutions in place that cover those vectors. And, and that can really mean two things, right? One is um, a defense in depth solution where you make sure that you have some solution that is at the endpoint. Uh, you want solutions at the endpoint um, on your Windows machines, on, on your Mac laptops, on your, on your phones. But you also want to have a solution at the network level that is capable to cover those vectors as well, right? So you want to have something on the endpoint, you want to have something on the network, and you want that solution that operates at the network level to be able to cover a spectrum that is as rich as the targets that you have in your organization. So I think that breadth of coverage is very important. The fact that you need a solution that covers all these vectors is critical. And the second point that I want to make is, of course, the, the depth of the analysis. It's, it's very important that you have a solution that is able to really dig deep into the threats to understand what these threats can do when they are successful in affecting your organization and, and that are not susceptible to the evasion tricks that the attackers are throwing at us these days. Of course, you can always argue there's no silver bullet and there will always be a way to evade a solution at least for a time, but at least you need to make sure that your base technology is sound and has been built with evasion in mind so that when attackers take the next evolutionary step and innovate, that your solution is able to, to make that step with the attacker and to stay ahead of the attackers and not basically being of, of very limited use when the attackers come up with one little trick. So I really think that <clears throat> we need both depth and breadth of the solution. And, and when you choose a defense solution, I think you really need to consider both of these aspects when you want to make sure that you, know, you can protect your organization from the, the rapidly evolving threat that we see. So tell me about last line. What are you doing to help organizations now adopt this new approach to protect the entire enterprise? Well, so we at last line, um, we're uh, offering a network-based solution. And, and our mantra is really, that we offer the best protection for, for organizations against those advanced threats. That means offering deep analysis, offering these deep analysis not only on Windows-based malware, but also for um, Mac OS X or for Android applications um, or for, for threats that um, go after your web browser. So, so we really try to combine the depth of analysis that I've advocated for with the breadth of defending organizations from different vectors. And, and, and we, we combine this, what we think is, is the best protection for your enterprise, really with two other aspects that I think are often maybe coming a bit too short when you look at enterprise defense solutions. And, and one is the context. So when attacks happen, it's important to detect them, but you also need to provide context so that people who see the alerts, people who might need to respond to alerts, really understand what that attacker might be after and how this attack really fits into the global threat landscape that is evolving at the moment. But we also need and we also offer integrations. And that was going back to this importance of having both, for example, network-based and host-based uh, prevention, this idea of breadth of defense. We offer integrations where we can pull in data from, let's say, host-based elements, 
and combine them with the protection that we offer at the network level to really come up with, with a more comprehensive solution to defend our customers and our enterprises. Now, you also have just released your new Breach Defender product. How is this going to help organizations to improve their visibility into a malware-based breach? Yeah, so, so the Breach Defender is really the next step on our vision of giving, giving very deep visibility into threats and really combines this, this idea of, of best-of-class protection with the necessary context and integrations and really adds this additional layer of, we call this threat analytics or security analytics on top of the detection capabilities. So it, it, it basically takes our capability to detect malware for different platforms and it combines this ability with a layer that uses you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence to reason about the events that happen in your network. It, it reasons about the events that happen in your network and assembles essentially in near real time a dynamic blueprint of breaches that happen in your network so that it allows your SOC analyst, your security analyst, your defender to really get very quickly an overview of how different events that happen in a network belong together and how different maybe things that at first glance might not be obviously related, how these different things all might belong to the same breach and give you indications of how you can go ahead and remediate, how you can go and, and clean up and how you can gain confidence that after you've cleaned up, you're really sure that you've done your job and you can um, rest assured that the breach has not only been contained, but you have also properly cleaned up all affected assets. So I think that that visibility and that reasoning on top of the events a very important complement to just producing good detections and good analysis results for, for different pieces of malware. Well, Christopher, that's a good overview. Thank you so much for your time and your insight today. Absolutely. Thanks for, for giving me the chance to uh, explain it in a bit more detail. Thanks, Tom. We've been talking about maximum malware analysis. I've been speaking with Christopher Krugel, CEO of Lastline Incorporated. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.